Sure. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome back to another Bear Necessities podcast. Your source for your Bears therapy every single week, free of charge. <laughs> Reese, how are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, we took a took a week off from the therapy. You know, I think everyone uh, relished in the in the week or uh, enjoyed the little mini buy with the win, the little ten days of celebration, <laughs> and then you know, it was right back to regular activities today. <laughs> um, Do you remember how we started off the podcast last week? Yeah, we we're trying to temper expectations. <laughs> yeah, we said we said it's a long season, you know. Don't you, mm-hmm. I, I remember specifically we we're saying, you know, don't do the Marcus Cooper. Don't throw the ball out. Don't slow down right before you get in the end zone. And guess what the Bears yeah. did this week, man? Yeah, it was um it's weird because I feel like there's so much to talk about but also so little to talk about. Like it was an eventful game and then also kind of just I don't know ordinary at parts going through the motions it felt like um it also seemed very predictable (laughs) once uh fields unfortunately went down with the injury but I think you know first things first I I think the positive side of things the defense played I know you we were talking about this during the game Austin the defense played significantly better than they have pretty much the rest of the season today um you know was able to generate a turnover um, and then also too, just really stymieing the Vikings offense, not allowing them to get a lot going. Um, and you know, without that, um, you only let up 12 points because when you consider taking out that, uh, scoop and score for the Vikings, they really didn't do anything the whole second half offensively. Yeah. Um, so that was really the main bright spot. I think seeing Tyler Scott play, um, and kind of his connection with Badgett made sense. Obviously, uh, I felt like it was logical to see more of him since obviously he's practicing with Badgett more um, after the Fields injury. But I think that he came on and played a decent game. Um, and I know that we'll get into to Badgett itself. <laughs> um, man. Unfortunately, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah, man. It's, um, it's hard to stay optimistic here. <laughs> I mean, it, I feel like last week and this week are kind of reminiscent of this Bears team as a whole and specifically Luke Getzey as a whole. Whenever there's that big breakout, it just follows it up with just a dud. It's always the big throw and then the one-yard run. It's quite insane the way that this team, in-game and in-season, is able to kill momentum. And uh, that's exactly what we saw today. Yeah. No, it, that's it, a great point. I mean, it's <laughs> it's insane. Routine. It's insane. Um, I mean, it's right now as a Bears fan. <laughs> I also need to make a point of this and to all your all you Bears fans laughing at Caleb Williams. Ha ha ha! Had a bad game. Had his worst game of his college career last week against no or last sorry last night against Notre Dame. Be interesting to see where you guys are in about three months when he's on our team. <laughs> well not yeah, on our team but i don't want him when the bears have the first overall pick and he's evidently going to be on the team yeah i i don't want to make 
too much of that right now because I think right now it's just so much like Twitter stuff. And I think that even Twitter, while it represents maybe some people in the fan base, isn't representative of a whole. Um, but I will say that we can, at the moment, you know, obviously Caleb Williams is playing college football. We can go ahead and evaluate him, watch him play, get excited about him. And at the same time, it doesn't have to be anything to do with Justin Fields. I I don't think, you know, they don't have to always be connected to each other. Um, Ultimately, I think it was unfortunate that Justin Fields got and sustained that hand injury, which it seems like um, in today's game. I think it'll be interesting to see the timetable. Um, You know, it'd be great to see him back as soon as possible. Uh, It'll be interesting to see the timetable for recovery or anything along like that. Ultimately, he was trying to extend a play, trying to make uh, a sack into just an incompletion and negate the the yards lost and kind of came up funny. It it was apparent right away as soon as he got up that he was in pain. So obviously something is off. Um, But I think that that was, you know, kind of overall, you know, you kind of made that point about (laughs) Getsy. I think a good way to look at Justin Fields game overall today was just trying to do a little bit too much. And I think, you know, we saw him kind of get back to a little bit of what we saw prior to the Broncos and the commanders game where it was not quite anticipating very well. uh, When DJ Moore at times was open, but just wasn't able to quite see him. So, you know, it was a little bit of the same frustration taking a long time in the pocket. So we can kind of leave it at that. It was not really much to evaluate today for Justin. I mean, he had some good plays with his legs um, and really hurt the Vikings in that way. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's weird offensively, not too much to talk about other than Foreman really playing well, running yeah. with, you know, quite the attitude. I think it was um, interesting to see just how much he's fighting for every yard. And I know we've seen with Khalil Herbert, but to me, it's always good to see the running back frustrated when he sees the big hole open up and he pounds his hand on the ground because he knew it could be a, a home run type play. Yeah. So I think he's just a hungry running back. Um, it's eager to make big plays. And I think that he certainly made his impact felt um, by the Bears and by Bears fans today. Yeah, I mean, it's it was clearly a mistake to have Foreman on <laughs> inactive the past couple of weeks. I, I know that we all love Roshan Johnson, and I think we started hinting at this the past couple of weeks is that even though, you know, we love him, he, he he's not been the best so far, uh, to be completely honest with you. Um, and I think that Foreman would have added an additional dynamic. More so, I would just say, like, the decisiveness is what I see from Foreman, whereas Roshan, I right. feel like, sometimes can try to... Something that I would say with David Montgomery, fun enough, try to like, you know, stall out, try to create the play when sometimes you just need on first down the three or four four yards. Um, yeah, I don't know. Another mistake from this coaching staff. I mean, I'm not going to say that this game's indicting on Justin Fields. I know you kind of hit it on hit on it in the fact that like, yeah, Caleb Williams play and Justin Fields play. They don't even play in the same league. <laughs> like they're they're in completely one's yeah. in college football, one's in the NFL. It's like comparing one one's playing col- uh, Canadian football, one's in the F. They don't need to be against each other. It's not like they play in the same division. It's not a he ver. It's not a Caleb versus Justin. We need to let the season play out, and you shouldn't be you know 
counting on anybody's downfall for the other person. Um, I hope that this isn't how the Justin Fields experience ends. I think that there's a lot of season to be played. But right now in this moment, it's really, really difficult to not feel like the Bears have the inside track to both the first and second overall pick, especially if Justin's out. Yeah, I'd be interested to see kind of what this offense can cook up with like a full, you know, if they, whenever it comes out, you know, let's say Fields can't play, um, you know, the next game, then I'll be interested to see what Getsy and the rest of the offensive staff can cook up for Bajan. I will say that the one thing that was, and I've kind of made this point before, I feel like Getsy's the way that he wants to run the offense plays more into Bajan's hand. Yeah. Um, just in the style of quarterback that he would like. So I, I feel like, you know, maybe the bears can find some success. And I think that Bajan ultimately like he, he played decently, I guess for being brought in, you know, midway through the game in the second half. And I think that obviously the, the scoop and score sucked. I, I think, you know, I was telling you that, you know, I got, as soon as he started extending that play, got a little nervous that, you know, yeah. something bad would happen, especially just how much chaos was going on there in the pocket. Um, and ultimately it cost him. And then he got into a good rhythm. Um, obviously got his first career NFL touchdown uh, on the QB sneak and was making some nice passes, got DJ Moore involved in the game, which took way too long. Um, Really took way too long for the passing game to develop in this game in general. A uh, huge reason why the Bears really struggled to score, uh, especially on a nice. I think the passing game was really going to be a worry for me when I thought that the weather was going to suck, but they got a nice clear day today. So no excuse to, to really not make that work. Um, and then obviously that uh, the interception um, was, was not the finest moment. Uh, it just kind of seemed to come out of his hand a little weird, which was weird because beforehand it looked like his release was – was perfect. I mean, he was getting the ball out, yeah. you know, not only out of his hand quick, but also his release is just quick. Um, but I mean, I don't really think this is ever going to be a Bajent versus Fields storyline, at least to me. I think obviously once Fields is healthy, he takes over barring something crazy here from Bajent. But I think it'll be interesting to see how the offense um, molds around him if needed um, and what Getsy can do. And, uh, yeah, the Bears' injuries start stacking up. DJ Moore took a big hit. That was a little scary. Fortunately, yeah. came back in the game. Um, so, you know, it was amazingly held on to that ball as well. I mean, he got drilled <laughs> on that throw over the middle from Bajant. I do feel a little bit like some of the Bajant throws were slightly indicting on fields, to be honest. Like, you you can see the diff in, in a good way and a bad way. To be honest, like you can see the difference between Bajan and Fields, whereas with Bajan, you don't like he gives you those interceptions. He gives you the fumble, all all these things that clearly just don't look like an NFL quarterbacks on the field. But at the same time, you see the quick release. You see the anticipation on some of these throws. You see the trust in the receivers just letting it fly. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think that Bajan will win us a lot of games. But I think that more so overall seeing a different quarterback in the system, it is kind of interesting to see that the Bears once again had the ball in their court to go down and win the game. Exactly. Different quarterback and same thing happens as normal. It's mm -hmm. just the propensity to win on this team is so low. 
And it also, like, let's not even just put it on that play. Let's talk about the entire third quarter after Justin Fields left, which was like 10 or 11 minutes, where they throw through screen pre- screen passes and just tried to run it up the gut and didn't work. They gave up like yeah. three possessions that they could have scored on if they would have just it tried to force the issue a little bit more. Again, it's it's just this common thing with this coaching staff is they only, only ever get aggressive. And I'm not even going to put this on Eberflus because of all days, I think that Eberflus can be one that comes out of this win a little bit like, you know what? I'm making progress out of this on this win. defense. <laughs> what I'm about sorry, this, uh, this loss? This about as this uh, this is what a Bears win is. Uh, not a bad it's a moral loss. Victory. It's a Bears win. It's a moral it's, victory. It's a moral victory. <laughs> um, but it, out of this loss, I feel like Eberflus comes out feeling like the more comfortable of the seats because <laughs> the defense played yeah. fine. I mean, they they actually came up with a good amount of stops, and it was just the offense again. I don't know what. It, what the deal is with Luke Getze, I don't know if this is any sort of interference from Eberflus. I don't know what it is, but it seems like the second we get the ounce of momentum, they're only willing ever to to push to push the ball downfield to give it to Justin Fields when the game is on the line or when you know their jobs are on the line, like last week. But then, as soon as they get that yeah. win, they settle in. They're like, okay. Let's let's just go back and let's let's hit the drawing board and let's do the exact same thing as we did for the first four games. It's senseless. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that bothered me was the coaching inconsistencies. Um, just not the same level of coaching decisions that are being made. Like you had referenced the the win against the Commanders. Um, you know, settling for field goals. Um, it was definitely very conservative. I'd say through the first three quarters, which we were hitting at. Which bothered me because um, it's right. It's frustrating. Cause it's like, why are we going back to the the same things that let us lose that when we are on a fourteen game losing streak? I don't know why we want to settle back into that. So that's frustrating. Um, also, too, I mean, I know one thing that sticks out to me that you talked about the the screens when they're going screen heavy, the the quick screen to to uh, DJ Moore. And Mooney didn't really seem like he knew what the call was because he didn't really hit his block clearly. So I don't understand how this is still happening. I mean, like week one, week two, I guess I can you get a couple more excuses for that. But at this point in the season, like we're we're well into it. So that's got to be ironed out. That's inexcusable. Um, And then obviously another talking point. That's why I said, like, I feel like there's so much to talk about with this game. But at the same time, it was like. I don't know, kind of lulled you to sleep, right? But Cody Whitehair, my God. I mean, the snaps were all over the place for both Fields and Badgett. We end up seeing Lucas Padger come back in. I mean, man, we talked about drafting a center a lot this offseason, didn't we, man? It's uh, it's, it's crazy that this is uh, really playing out the way we thought it might. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not forget Bears Twitter. Again, I don't want to pretend like Bears Twitter is the number one uh, source of information here. I would highly suggest any Bears fans just avoid it, to be completely honest. I'm a little, I think both of us are a little too ingrained in it at this point. <laughs> it's almost like uh, an addiction where you got well, you just got to hear the awful take. But they they announced victory yeah. so early in the offseason that oh we fixed the offensive line we fixed the offensive line i i mean I, I it's not fixed the center sucks 
And it's the most important position on the offensive line besides maybe the left tackle. And it's it's <laughs> hilarious. But oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's 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 sign Nate Davis uh to a, to a big contract and uh that fixes everything, right? That'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah, I yeah think... I'd say that'll do it. I I, the, I actually played the sound, but I uh I ac- I accidentally had the sound low from the intro. Let's play it again. Oh, I'd yeah. say that does the trick. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I'd say that'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, if the Bears aren't one in five, honestly, we're not talking about Bears Twitter so much, but it's like you kind of live in it a little bit in a season like this, unfortunately, um, because, I don't know, you're looking for something to run with, because this was ultimately, I I think what you had said, Austin, like probably about (laughs) three minutes back at this point, where it was the same old coaching decisions, um, same kind of conservative thinking over the first three quarters, where it's like we're playing not to lose this game, and we're, we're one and four. I mean, take a shot. I mean, and we're playing against another one and four team. We're trying to get a divisional win. We're trying to get I, – I looked this up, Austin. I, I scrolled back all the way to see because I was like, man, I'm really curious when the last time this team won a home game was. It was uh, September 25th of last year. Yeah, Texans. I, I did the same thing today. That is unreal. Uh, we talked about the 14-game losing streak, but this team cannot win at home. You talk about <laughs> sending fans home happy. They, they are allergic to it. It is insane. And the Bears crowd was into it. They were helping. They got a delay a game oh, yeah. um, when the Vikings were backed up and pushed them back. Like They got the home field advantage that they wanted in this game and put the defense in good situations. And ultimately, the defense weren't really the, peop- the, the players that and the side of the ball that cost the Bears this game, but just terrible, man. I mean, at some point, can we can we give the the Bears fans that are in the stadium at least something to go home happy about for for one day? I mean, please. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just abundantly clear, and I think that we hit on it a little bit last week. So, for all of our fans, just know you're listening to the the team gurus here, right? Because we predicted a week before it actually happens. Uh, it's the fucking coaching staff, man. It's the I mean at you don't lose this many games. I mean, sure, Justin Fields goes out, whatever. This, I, I, even the Commanders game, right? Congrats. Let's throw let's throw the parade. Let's put the statue up. We have had one win in a year. One win in a year. How much money did Ryan Pohl spend this year? I mean, even some some of the draft picks, some you know, they've shown out a little bit, but it's never enough to win the game. And it's because it's it's there's no other explanation. There's no other explanation besides it is the coaching staff. They are doing something fundamentally wrong. The house is built on a broken foundation. And that's what I hate for Justin Fields is like, whether we like it or not, the coaching staff is wrong. The coaching staff that came in and was supposed to develop him was wrong. And that's why I'm not even going to, I don't think I can ever write Justin Fields off because I, and I've been mentioning this this to you, Reese, a little bit, is like I can see a scenario where going into next year, Justin Fields is on this roster and a rookie quarterback, a highly drafted rookie quarterback is on this roster too. And it's because you because this coaching staff has been so inept, you almost can't take the chance that you're wrong. I mean, nobody 
and I'm 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 truly saying nobody can succeed in what this coaching staff has provided, right? You're seeing guys, people are so oh, oh look at Nicholas Morrow. Oh, he's he's playing so good against the Eagles. Yeah, because he's on the freaking Eagles. Look at Roquan Smith. Yeah, because he's on the Ravens. He's coached by a competent coach. Offensively, too. I mean, it. if I had a nickel for every time a Bears player played under an incompetent coaching staff and went to a team and performed a little bit better, I'd be Jeff Bezos at this point. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, I mean, it's like it's crazy to watch like this team play week in, week out when Iberflus is going to go back up to that you know, press conference stand and talk about playing good complimentary football and they almost never do it. So they're really bad at like actually practicing what they preach because they preach a lot of things that, that frankly do make sense, but they can never put it, you know, out into the result that happens on the field. Like, and the execution is bad. It just doesn't translate. What's being said, um, isn't working out. And, yeah, I know you're right. I mean, it's it, when we take a step back and look at this whole field situation, I think that clearly he's had his struggles at times this year. He's had his high moments. I mean, it's been a real roller coaster of a year. Um, but, you know, the one thing that's consistent throughout it is we know that the coaching staff is letting this team down. Um, and it's been on both sides of the ball, but it's just, you know, now the defense has this great game and the offense plays terribly. And, of course, that's assisted by – um, you know, fields going down, but really, I don't know how much this result changes if fields plays out the whole game. Like they really just didn't show much life on, on offense in general. So I'm not confident that if field stays healthy, you know, throughout this game that they, I think they have a better chance of winning, but I don't think that it's really becomes that drastic. Like they probably still drop this game. Um, it's just poor. It's poor to watch this, especially out in front of the home fans. Um, week in week out and it's weird that you feel like you know you want to bet against the home team when it's when it's the bears playing but you know i mean here we are again we're one in five and like the more that they keep stacking up these losses the more and more you measure to what it would take to hit 500 and it becomes just (laughs) impossible yeah right now we're talking about winning four straight games to get back to even being even so you know, we really got to be as Bears fans. We have to be real with ourselves and our expectations. I mean, Austin, you said earlier it's a long season. The season is getting longer. <laughs> it's going to be tough to watch. <laughs> yeah, we're really going to feel the length of this season. <laughs> oh God, man! <laughs> they sure they I mean, didn't make the schedule eighteen games now. <laughs> right? Seriously, especially. And I know there's there's been a few reports coming out as we're we're recording this that it's not Fields isn't expected to be out for an extended period of time, yada yada yada. We'll see how that progresses. Yeah, good news, but at the same time, um, (laughs) it it, it's hard to have any sort of faith. Um, It's yeah. So they're saying that Justin Fields' X-ray on his hand was in like negative so it's good um negative as in there is no issue didn't break it probably sprained wrist is my assumption they're gonna do an mri tomorrow but it's just again it's it's the 30 yard 40 yard pass and the one yard handoff that follows that i mean it's it's a momentum killer and 
everything that we gained from last week, we had our whole Super Bowl parade. We're back in the same spot. Losing at home to a team that is horrible. And I, I, I cannot emphasize this. This Vikings team is not good. This Vikings team will finish third in the division. Or this is actually, a Vikings team without their best player. Yeah, yeah. Vikings team the without best their best wasn't player playing. by a substantial margin. Like, not even remotely close. It's like a Khalil Mack. Like, not playing with a Khalil Mack. Even, maybe even greater than that, to be completely honest, uh, for the Bears. Yeah. Um, it's like they're, they don't have their starting quarterback almost. Um, it's that big of a deal. I, I don't know where we're going to go from here. And I feel fooled, but it's, it's what I can say is that I think this reaffirms to me, this loss that everything that we were saying over the past week or so like questioning if even winning is good like is is getting wins good for this team and i think the answer at this point is no because this anything that could potentially keep this coaching staff around next year the bears will be toast next year this coaching staff has zero ability to win it honestly this coaching staff almost is special in the right in their ability to lose games yeah, I think the getting the wins is obviously good for the players and good for like the whole morale of the locker room. But at the same time, this coaching staff has put them in a position where they don't really build anything off of it. And it was so clear to see that their game plan from last week wasn't going to be able to translate to, you know, working in this game. And I, I think that it was <laughs> it would be odd to think that, you know, the Bears could go out and win by having DJ Moore go even probably over a hundred yards today and think that, okay, that's going to be our success to winning. Like you knew that the attention was going to be on him. Um, and he still had his opportunities to get open, but at the same time, it didn't work out. Um, fields was not able to get him the ball and, you know, really the whole offense of the passing game stuttered and or sputtered. And it just didn't, didn't ever really quite get into rhythm, which is, pretty on par for what we saw the first three weeks of the season. So I, I think that, you know, ultimately moving forward, I think it's this team is they like to say, we, you know, Iberflus goes day by day. And I think, you know, as fans, we have to look at it week by week that maybe there's a chance they can go ahead and pull something off. But until further notice, you can probably assume that they're going to find a way to, to not win the game um, unless some things break in their favor. They get some, exceptional individual performances, which can happen. This is the NFL. we got some great athletes out there. So you can have those weeks for those individual performances take you over the top. But I think when it comes to playing a full team game for 60 minutes, this Bears team more often than not is going to find a way to not deliver on that. Um, and, you know, you can't count every week on your best player carrying you um, to, to the victory. So, you know. Saw some good things. Once again, saw some good individual performances, um, but some of them still just not good enough to to bring them all the way home uh, and to get that, you know, elusive home victory. Yeah, man. I mean, this is the other thing that I'll say. Um, not not to, to harp too much on a player, but I also think that Darnell Wright easily had his worst game as a rookie. I mean, he, he was constantly... 
I think he let up probably two sacks today and multiple pressures for sure. Um, but it, it it's, yeah, it's, it was, it's, it's hard. Honestly, this game, it's hard to have any takeaways on it because it's so on par for this team. Yeah, the protection just in general, the the scheme was was weird. I know that we talked about how, um, or you know, we had texted to each other. You know, Fields probably should have taken that sack on the interception play, but <laughs> you got their best edge rusher on Darrington Evans trying to make the block. It was just not great there. And then of course, you know, you go ahead and try to force the issue if you're Justin Fields, and it results in a turnover. So go figure. I mean, that's just kind of how. Like you're saying, Austin, this is how the season is is working out. <laughs> yeah, speechless. <laughs> I, I truthfully, um, I I hate to admit that I at times I'm taken off guard by this team uh, because it's 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 embarrassing how frequently this team can manage to. The second they they build up a little bit, I mean, we scored forty points on a team that went to double over or not double overtime. There's no such thing in in uh, pro football <laughs> at least, but yeah. overtime against the Eagles and lost. Um, but you know, any given Sunday, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Once again, Bears team doesn't deliver. Um, can't take anything for granted this year. Um, so, you know, if we get another win, whatever that is, make sure you enjoy it because it could be another stretch of time before you get to enjoy the next one. Um, <laughs> we got another year know. to wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's another 14 games, baby. <laughs> Strap in. Chances we beat the uh, Raiders next week. I think you're sitting at a cool 30% right now. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. You I mean, Justin the Raiders Fields, don't. You think Justin Fields you, plays next week? Based on what you just told me a few minutes ago, I think so. Yeah. I think okay. if I think if Fields is 90%, it, if Fields is better than like 70%, he's probably playing, I think. Yeah. So. All right, man. I mean, this is life Not for Bears fans. <laughs> you 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 keep it speechless. Yep. You keep looking at the draft, no matter what. The draft is always in the back of your mind. Yeah. Give us give us a couple days to collect our thoughts. We'll hop back on here midweek. Maybe find some more positive things to take away, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> try to go from there. You know. So we'll keep it moving. Very, very optimistic. Leave us a rating and review in the uh, bottom of Apple Podcasts. Uh, again, this is free therapy here. Free. You know, medical bills are expensive. Listening to this podcast mm-hmm. is free. Yep. We're Bear down, that pro everyone. bono Bears fan work. Bear, Bear down. down.
do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I'd say that'll do it. 